Welcome to the podcast of Destiny Community Church. Somebody say unstable. Unstable. I want to talk to you on this subject today. This is a standalone sermon. This will not be a part of a series um, as they're kicking me off the stage for the next two weeks. Um, but uh, <laughs> I don't need any, any applause for that. Um, unstable uh, is something that's just kind of been on my heart, something I want to share with you today. And, and like I said, in a few moments, we'll, we'll worship again. When it comes to, to Christmas decorations, you want stability. And it all starts with a stable ladder. When you're hanging Christmas decorations, you want a stable ladder. Um, we have this ladder that floats around the church that, that many years ago, um, when there was still a, a, a field fence across the front of this property, uh, Pastor Andrew and myself, we pulled up in the church van one day, and, and we were putting up a sign that said, Future Home of Destiny Community Church. It's been like 12 years ago. And we were putting up this, this sign. <laughs> Some of you in the room know what I'm referring to, but we'll keep moving. I've been popular on Facebook this week. Uh, but, um, but anyway, we were putting up a sign, and we had to climb over that field fence. And I was on the phone, and uh, Pastor Andrew went ahead and put the, the ladder, the A-frame, big, big tall A-frame, over the fence. He climbed over, and, um, and, and then I'm on the phone, and I'm jumping, or I'm trying to get over. And so I swing around on the ladder to the side you're not supposed to climb on. And because I'm on the phone, and, and <laughs> unfortunately, one of those braces in there, not meant to, to step on, it gives. And when it does, I just kind of tumble down. I never let go of my phone. Stayed on the phone the whole time. Person on the other line had no idea what was happening. But instead of throwing the ladder away, we kept it around here. And it's still around here, I think, somewhere. Unless they've thrown it out recently, it's still around here. And every time we set that ladder up, it's always a reminder because it's not a stable ladder at all. And you want a stable ladder when you're hanging Christmas decorations. Uh, one of the jobs that, that my daughter and I have uh, at our home is we put up our Christmas lights outside. I set up the tree on the inside. Mandy decorates the inside, and Kendall and I go outside, and we, we decorate. And I'm pretty good. I, I'll, I'll, you know, I make sure all my lights are straight as OCD kicks in. And so all my lights are stretched out and straight and all that. And I can handle everything except for this, this, this gable, this peak above our garage. And it's just, I can't reach it with our ladder. And, and, and so I have been known to pay people to come over for 10 minutes worth of work. If you're available, I need you. If you're not going to charge me, I really need you. <laughs> but we, um, I, I have been known to pay people to come and hang the lights just on that one, one gable there because I'm scared of heights and I, 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 I don't know why God made me 6'2". I, I'm, I'm, sometimes I'm scared just to walk around. So... Um, we need stability for Christmas, right? We need it. We need a stable ladder. We need a stable tree. You don't want your tree leaning. Don't breathe too hard on the tree out in the foyer. Just saying, we want it straight, okay? And it's straight right now. Me and Pastor Scott worked hard on getting that straight. Um, but it, it goes deeper than that because for Christmas, we want stable finances. It just makes Christmas so much more enjoyable when you have stable finances. Um, Another word for stable is, is peaceful. Peaceful. We want stability. We want peace. We want peace in our finances. We want peace on our jobs. We want peace in our homes. We want that stability, that peace in our relationships. We want it in our marriages. And we want that stability, that peace in our emotions. We need that peace in our emotions. 
Well, most of us, most of us want that peace in our emotions. Most of us want that stability. There's some of you that don't. Some people, they strive for strife. Amen. You ever met these people? Don't point at them if they're here. It gets very uncomfortable, okay? People, some people just strive for strife. They, they, they toil for turmoil. And they ask for animosity. They just live there. They, they want to be in the drama. You ever met anybody like that? I mean, that's, that's just where they hang out. That's, that's their world. Some people would rather give you a piece of their mind than have peace in their heart. Oh, I'm preaching to some of you right now. You need to let the Christmas spirit get in you and become thankful for a few things and stop complaining about a few things. Let me look in the camera really quick and say that. Right about now, after a year like 2020, peace on earth and goodwill towards men sounds really good right about now, doesn't it? Matthew chapter 2, I want to read verses 1 through 16. Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 16. Beginning at Matthew chapter 2, verse 1. It says, now after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, wise men from the east came to Jerusalem, saying, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and has, have come to worship him. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Understand this. It wasn't just King Herod. It says all of Jerusalem so as the wise men are walking through Jerusalem saying, we're looking for this king that's been born, all of Jerusalem is troubled by this. When Herod the king heard this, he was troubled and all Jerusalem with him. And assembling all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. So he understands that the Messiah is to be born. That, 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 that's what he is acknowledging, that, that the Christ is coming and they told him this prophecy from the Old Testament. They said, in Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written by the prophet, and you, O Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod summoned the wise men secretly and ascertained from them what time the star had appeared, and he, said to, and he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child, and when you have found him, bring me word that I too may come and worship him. After listening to the king, they went on their way, and behold, the star that they had seen when it rose went before them until it came to rest over the place where the child was. When they saw the star, they rejoiced exceedingly with great joy, and going into the house, they saw the child with Mary his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. Then opening their treasures, they offered him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. And being warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed to their own country by another way. Now when they had departed, behold, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream and said, Rise, take the child and his mother and flee to Egypt and remain there until I tell you. For King Herod is about to search for the child to destroy him. And he rose and took the child and his mother by night and departed to Egypt and remained there until the death of Herod. This was to fulfill what the Lord had spoken by the prophet, out of Egypt I called my son. Then Herod, when he saw that he had been tricked by the wise men, became furious, and he sent and killed all the male children in Bethlehem and in all that region who were two years old and under, according to the time that he had ascertained from the wise men. 
Church, because of my love for astronomy, astronomy, not astrology, because of my love for astronomy, I have always been fascinated with the star of Bethlehem. And in just a, a few weeks, we may get to see a very similar occurrence in the heavens. I don't know if you have, have seen any articles floating around or any, anyone mentioning this at all, but on December the 21st, Jupiter and Saturn are going to line up within one-tenth of a degree of each other in our line of sight, one-tenth of a degree of, uh, in our line of sight, forming a conjunction where two or more planets will line up uh, uh, with one another. Even though these two planets are 450, miles, 450 million miles apart, 450 million miles apart from Earth, they are going to, to line up and it's going to look like one big bright object in the sky. Since the, the summer, and, and this is something that I've been following, and, and I go out almost every night and, and look at it, me and my dog Cece. Cece has no idea what I'm looking at, but she always sees me looking up into the heavens. Cece doesn't care. She's chasing frogs. But, but anyway, I'm, I'm there. I'm looking up into the heavens while she's doing her business. And, and, and I've been watching this unfold. You can go out and start watching this even tonight. But Saturn has been chasing Jupiter through the night sky in, its, in their orbit around the sun. It, you, can, you can see it right now. They're the two of the brightest stars in the sky. Not actually stars, planets. But, but you can look up into the night sky and you can see how Saturn has been chasing Jupiter and, and it's getting closer. The great conjunction, this great conjunction is not the first time that this has happened. It happened 800 years ago on March the 4th, uh, 1226. And, and, and it's not scheduled to happen again after December the 21st of this year until March the 15th of 2080. After that, what is referred to as the Star of Bethlehem experience will not be seen again until the year 2400. So needless to say, church, this is a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for us. You don't want to miss this on December the 21st, and it's not going to be what some people think the star looked like, but, but it certainly meant something to these wise men. Many scholars believe that Jesus was actually born in 7 BC. I'm not here to debate that with you, uh, but wouldn't you know it that in 7 BC, Jupiter and Saturn aligned and separated three times as they passed each other, forming a triple conjunction. We know that the wise men traveled from the east, uh, 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 east of Israel, possibly, possibly, we don't know exactly where they were from, but possibly from the ancient region of Babylon. Understand this, in your Old Testament, 500 to 600 years earlier, before the birth of Christ, there was a young Jewish man by the name of Daniel who found favor while the Jews were in exile in Babylon. In Daniel chapter 2 and verse 48, it says, Then the king appointed Daniel to a high position and gave him many valuable gifts. He made Daniel ruler over the whole province of Babylon as well as chief over all his wise men. So Daniel, <clears throat> excuse me, Daniel is put into a place of authority to speak and to educate the lives of wise men in Babylon. Can you imagine what Daniel taught these wise men? For hundreds of years, they would have studied this ancient, this ancient Hebrew text, something like this in 2 Samuel chapter 7, where it tells us that this baby would, would be an heir to King David's throne. 
And so if Daniel is teaching them this, and these wise men are in fact, if they are from Babylon, then they have been learning 2 Samuel chapter 7 and, and know that, that somewhere in the lineage of this king, King David, a baby is going to be born. Numbers 24 and 17, possibly he shared the, the, this verse with them that says that a star will rise out of Israel and it will be a ruler. Probably the most convincing Old Testament scripture was what they heard the scribes quote to King Herod upon their, their inquiry of, of, of where's this baby that's been born. Where is this, this, this child that, that, that we've been studying? We've been following the star. The heavens are speaking to us. Where is this, the, 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 this child at? And the scribes come to King Herod, and, and they quote uh, Micah chapter 5 and verse 2 that says that the king of the Jews is going to be born in Bethlehem. To get the attention of these wise men from the east, God gave them signs in the heavens. I, I've said this before in past Christmases, but... but, but God decided to speak their language. Understand that. God decided to speak their language. Part of their education was to learn how to read the stars. They were great astrologers. They believed the cosmos communicated with them and, and, and star alignments and configurations meant something to them. To me, to most of you, it's a bunch of nonsense. But according to their thinking, people and nations were associated with certain stars and certain constellations, and Jupiter and Saturn lining up in the night sky and lingering for months meant something to them. I don't have time to get into all that today. If you will tune in to my Facebook Live teaching this Wednesday night as I share a few of my favorite things, this is going to be the topic. I'm going to get into detail of what these stars meant and, and, and then the, the, what constellation and give you a few scenarios there. But, but, but these wise men, they knew what they were looking for and they followed the stars until they found him. Now, for most of us in the room, we think this is a bunch of nonsense. We don't look to the heavens for our future, amen? We look to heaven, but we don't look to the stars for our future. We look to the creator of the stars. But, but God got all in their world. He got all in, in their minds and the things that they knew. He started manipulating the sky, if you will, so that he could speak to them. And before you dismiss that, understand 1 Corinthians 1 and 27 says, but God chose what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. If he created the stars, church, he can certainly move the stars to send a message to, to, to some wise men that are seeking the king of the Jews. Job 9 and 9 says he made all the stars, the bearer and Orion, the Pleiades and the constellations of the southern sky. Isaiah 40 and 26 says, look up into the heavens. Who created all the stars? He brings them out like an army, one after another, calling each by its name. Because of his great power and incomparable strength, not a single one is missing. Listen to Psalm 19, verses 1 and 2. It says, The heavens declare the glory of God. The skies proclaim the work of his hands. Day after day, they pour forth speech. Night after night, they reveal knowledge. You don't think God can speak through some stars to some wise men? And Jesus said this in Luke 21 and 25. He says, There will be signs in sun and moon and stars. What a gift from our heavenly father that we might possibly get to see this December the 21st that, that possibly, just maybe, we might get a glimpse of what the wise men 
Maybe Saul. I'm not saying it is. I'm saying this is possibly what they saw. But I'm going to take it as a gift from God and say maybe this is a sign in the heavens. And, 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 and for me, for someone who likes to go out and look at the night sky, it's going to be quite a treat. We might just gather right here on the back of the property where it's dark. And I might just look up out there. Join me. December 21st. We'll see. Amen? Amen. The wise men. They followed that star to Jerusalem and inquired of King Herod the location of the new king that was born. And this information, it, it troubled King Herod. And he asked the wise men, how long have you been following this star? We find out that at the end of, of, of our text today that they had been following that star for two years. They had been following the heavens for two years. And Herod pulled them aside in private, and he, he said, I want you to go find this child. He said, I, I believe that you're onto something. Go find this child, and after you worship him and give him your gifts, I want you to come back. I want you to tell me about it. Tell me where he's at, because I want to go and worship him too. Now, church, I, I brought you all this way to tell you this. Are you ready? Not everyone that inquires about you is for your benefit. Amen. Not everyone who's interested in you is there to bless you. That's right. Not every single person that comes across your path is there for godly reasons. Preach. I said I wasn't going to do this. Oh, God. Social media, I'm on it, okay? You can find me on Facebook. I'm, I'm on Instagram, but I'm way too old for Instagram. <laughs> I'm on Twitter. I have accounts, okay? And I believe that it can be a great tool. But not everybody who friends you or follows you needs to know all of your information out there. Listen, I, I believe the dating scene right now is so skewed and so messed up right now. It's because so many of our young women right now are putting everything about themselves out there on social media for the whole world to read. And nobody has to chase them anymore. No man has to pursue them anymore. No young man has to, ha has to ask all the questions that, to get to know them because... Young ladies, you've laid it all out there, and, I, and for some of you, I'm talking about your pictures, but for others, it's just your life. You've laid out every like and dislike and every family function and all that. I, listen, I get it. It's so easy to get caught up in that, but there's something about the pursuit. If you want a godly young man, you want one that's going to come to your house, meet your parents, and man, I don't have time to get into all that. I don't even mean to be there. Because not everybody that's interested in you is sent by God to you. King Herod wanted to destroy Jesus. And that same antichrist spirit is out to destroy the Jesus that is in you. And I'm not just talking to all the young people in the room either. I'm talking to some of us adults in the room. We need to be careful with what we get caught up with in social media also. Let's, let's move on. I need to get away from that. After the wise men find the, the child Jesus and present their gifts to him, they discerned in their hearts that Herod was up to no good. 
So they went home a different direction. God had blessed them with an experience. He spoke to them through the stars, led them to this child. And, and I know I always, I always, every year I mess up your nativity scenes. I've got them too, but he, he was about two years old when they found him. They were not there at the manger. Okay. The Bible doesn't even say that they went to Bethlehem. It doesn't. Chances are they probably went to Nazareth. And they found him there. We know that, that there were probably three of them. We don't know. It could, it could have been just a couple of them. I mean, it probably went down something like this. You know, two of them standing there. They have gold and frankincense. And one more pops up and says, hey, there's myrrh. Sorry, I've been hanging out with Rick Washburn too much and these bad dad jokes. They present their gifts to him and, and God, God gives them such, such a gift on their own to hold on to. They get to see the child Messiah in his terrible twos. And they go home a different direction and Herod, after he realizes what happens, he orders all Boys, all males, two and under, in Bethlehem and that, that surrounded region to be killed. It's what we call infanticide. Listen, abortion is bad. And I, I believe that it's one of America's great sins that, that we must account for. There are others, so before anyone comes knocking on my door, I want you to know that I believe racism and slavery is also one of the great sins of America that, that, that we have to give an account for. Um, but just to show you how unstable our society really is, in conversation, I usually have to pick one or the other. It's like I can't pick racism and abortion. It's because it's, we're so unbalanced and we're so unstable that I can't look in our society, I, I can't just pick one social issue. They force me to pick one or the other. Well, I'm nobody's puppet. I can talk about whatever I want to talk about. Amen? And you have a choice on whether to show up or not. I love you being here. <laughs> Merry Christmas. When Christ was a child... Infanticide was the abortion of children before they could reach their destiny. It's after they're born. It's safe to say this, church, that Christ was born into an unstable society. Christ was born into a very unstable society, and the hopes and the dreams of Israel's future was being slaughtered as all the male boys, two years old and under, were being killed under, under direct orders from an evil king. This old jealous king had a death warrant on the head of Christ Jesus. And he was only two years old. You see, what, what many of us don't realize is that they, they always wanted to kill him. He was never safe. He left the peace of heaven to live in the turmoil of our world. He chose chaos over comfort. He chose to be hated over honor. 
Jesus chose persecution over peace. Why? So that we could have peace. And our society is trying to rob us and steal us of that peace. Of the joy that he promised us. Colossians 3 and 15 says, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. You can't have animosity and peace at the same time. You can't have worry and peace at the same time. And and, and Paul says, let the, the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Isaiah 26 and 3, the prophet says, you keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts in you. Philippians 4 and 7, and the peace of God, which passes all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. John 14 and 27, I love how Jesus said it. It's been mentioned already today. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. In C.S. Lewis's book, The Last Battle, Queen Lucy says these words, and man, I think we can learn from her. She says, yes, in our world too, a stable once had something inside it that was bigger than our whole world. Church, we celebrate this Christmas season. We celebrate the birth of a Savior. We celebrate the birth of a Savior in a stable because he's bigger than our whole world. Bigger than every hurt, bigger than all the shame. He is bigger than every problem you walked into this room with. He is bigger than that. And here's my challenge to you, church, during this Christmas season. During this Christmas season. Let the peace of Christ reign over all that noise. The world is loud. Some of you come here every week just, just to get away from it. You, 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 you can't turn on the news. I mean, I guess you can put your headphones on, but you choose not to. You don't read the headlines. You walk into this room and you're separated from all the noise that's outside right now. Everything that's vying for your attention, you're separated from that. And during this Christmas season, we need to learn to let the peace of Christ, not just through December, but in our lives permanently, let the peace of Christ reign over all that noise. Let his stability overpower all that is unstable in our lives, including failed relationships, fluctuating finances, social media, politics, and even an election. Let the peace of Christ reign in our hearts because church, King Jesus still sits on his throne. He left that throne, but he returned to that throne and he is ultimately in charge. He sits on the throne. He is the Prince of Peace. James 1 and 8 tells us that a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. You see, you can't have both. You can't have worry and peace. You can't have animosity and peace. You can't carry hurt through life 
and have peace at the same time. But he says, cast all of that on me. Cast it on me because I care for you. We serve the Prince of Peace Church. And this Christmas, I choose to focus on him because he is the only thing that is stable. Thank you for listening to the podcast of DCC. For service times and directions, log on to www.destinycommunitychurch.org. Thanks again for listening.